So yeah, man. So that's uh, now we're officially live. Yeah, uh, be live on the interwebs. First the time interwebs. ever. I'm excited. Thanks for having me on, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For anybody that may be watching in right this very second, uh, I'm Ralph Tapia. I'm a guy who likes to do fun things uh, in regards to real estate and mortgages, uh, but also like to do things outside of that. I mean, Chris has been a big, big supporter of me doing stuff like this since the wee, when I was a wee lad in the mortgage industry uh, a long, long four and a half years ago. <laughs> um, so for those of you who are just now watching, my name is Rob Toppy. I'm a loan officer here in Houston. I'm starting a little webcast, if you will. Uh, I've been having this idea to do a podcast for well over a year, year and a half. Uh, now that we're all quarantined, so to speak, I wanted to kind of showcase something, at least while I can, uh, via the web. So uh, today I have one of my, uh, I consider a really good friend of mine, uh, boss, mentor, coach, and like I just mentioned, a friend, because this man right here, this way, this man right here has been... A believer in what I've been doing since well before I even started in the mortgage business. So I have Mr. Chris Sandow. Mr. Chris Sandow, go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. You just did. What else is there to say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's funny how you go back through history there. We even think about, like you said, four years ago. Uh, I remember sitting down with you. So um, yeah, I've been in the mortgage game for nearly 20 years as originator for 16, uh, no, 15 years. And then I've uh, been managing for the last five years with a couple years of that being origination plus management tied together. And then three years ago, when we came over to network funding, I uh, just made the decision to hang up the origination cleats, go purely into support mode, help my team grow as much as they can. And that for me was the best move ever because I'm always about team. Uh, rarely is it me versus we. So um, to pull Ralph into that and just, you know, hopefully share a couple of tidbits with you guys of our journey over the last four, four and a half years and some just general fun topics. Uh, I'm happy to be on the post. And like we were talking about earlier, I'm so excited to be on the hottest webcast since the Joe Rogan experience. You didn't want me to say it, but I had to say it because it's true. So again, thanks for the glad to be on one of the first few episodes and uh, we'll look back at him in 10 years. Yeah, man. Uh, no, I appreciate it. I mean, it's funny how we talk about like, like from when you and I, you and I were just acquaintances, Amir, call it five and a half years ago, right? Like uh, we were connected through mutual friends, uh, my buddy Ryan DeHoyles, which is now, you know, one of, I consider a really good friend and I think you consider the same thing too. And, you know, I was, I was back when I was in oil gas, you know, and I just knew Chris because he would hang out with us. We'd go to Top Golf or do whatever else. And then I, you know, went through a, a pretty big career change. Um, both uh, kind of self-inflicted and kind of forced upon me, which is fine because I was already thinking about a career change. I just didn't know where to go. And I knew, I kind of knew what Chris did. You know, I was like, hey, you're like in a mortgage game, right? Like, what do you do? And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I do. Uh, and so I had some experiences with, you know, flipping homes and, and taking out mortgages myself because uh, I bought my first house when I was like 25. So I had a little bit of experience. And so I sat down with Chris, you know, and he, he kind of took a, a big risk you know, uh, a big um, risk position in me, you know. And yeah, I did. Biggest risk in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so we sat down at the at the uh, Starbucks in San Felipe and Westheimer, right? Oh, no, is it San Felipe or Westheimer and Sage or whatever that cross street is? In the yeah, area. yeah. And uh, we sat down, we talked, and he and he told me, he goes, "It's a hundred percent commission game, Ralph." And uh, you know, uh, if you're up for that kind of, uh, you know risk on your end, you know, like, Hey, you, you seem to know what you kind of are doing. I'll take right. the you go get your license. And then that was, uh, that was like November, 2015. Um, so I, you know, went and got my test done and then a couple months later, boom, I'm, I'm on board with Chris. And, and I think 
anybody, anybody who's going through a career change, just like as you kind of got through like a mini transition of a career change going from origination to now being more of a, a, a leader, if you will, uh, managing two branches now, opening up two branches over the, over the course of five years. I mean, even that takes a little bit of kind of risk on your end to where you have to kind of go into that unknown charted territory. Just got to jump out that nest. Like, like in fact, I want to pivot, pivot uh, or back to your last story when you made the decision to move from oil and gas for anyone that doesn't know that um, a trader in the oil and gas world over to the mortgage game, uh, as you said. So I remember, like you said, sitting down at Starbucks talking about it. And then you were like, but I'm going to go to Spain for 60 days and really ponder life. And you did. <laughs> you go to Spain, you're out there on your own and you're hanging out in CrossFit boxes and making friends and seemed to me to be an obvious fit for what we do on our side of it because it's relationship building. So you're out there with strangers that you don't know in a foreign country and are documenting it, by the way, which is cool how it's led to this. Now you've made a really nice presence online. It's all kind of tied, tied together real nicely. Um, but I remember you coming back and you're like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. So you go get licensed, like you said. But Austin at that time, if you remember, was running like 90 days behind. Yeah, so you're yeah. like, but I just can't sit here doing nothing. Do you mind if I go out there and just tell people that while I don't work anywhere, that I'm going to be a loan officer and I'm excited about the mortgage industry? So you can do whatever you want as long as you say it that way. So you, as you, I know you recall, but I deemed you the man without fear because you had no fear. You're just out there, wide eyed, just full of excitement, going for it. And I think that's what's the magic sauce in our industry, if there is any, is to not lose that exuberance, to stay excited about it, be genuine about it. And you've always been that. So I'm proud of you, bro. One tier. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, I agree. Good journey. I mean, and even, you know, when I went to that career transition, I was, uh, you know, I was 35 years old. Right. And a lot of people think by 35, you should be settled in your ways or you're on a certain career path. And when that gets kind of taken out from under you, or even if you do it, you know, like I said, like self-inflicted, you know, you have to have a, it's a different mentality altogether. And and with that said, you have to be kind of a man without fear in a weird way. You know? um, and I recommend it to anybody just traveling somewhere else. I mean, granted, I was very fortunate to, uh, have the means to do so, but you know, going to I, I was in uh, Spain for 45 days. I wish it was 60. I, re I regret not 60 days. My bad. I, I like to embellish <laughs> stories as you know. <laughs> embellish the crisp plus 10 percent embellish. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. But like, just like little things like that, and taking that risk, that opened my eyes to so many other things. And then when I came back to the states, I was like, all right, let me. Let, I'm ready to change my life, change my career. And you know, dude, I, I've been in this game for going on five years now. And I attribute a big, a big portion of that to of whatever success you may deem it to be to, to you. I mean, you've kind of been that that mentor and that coach and that 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 yes man. Like everyone needs like, or I shouldn't even say yes man, the hype man in your corner. You know a lot. I was like about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I would run an idea by Chris. He was like, yeah, it checks out, man. You, what's stopping you? Go do it. You know, and, and, and that type of leadership or that just kind of mentorship. Uh, kind of just kind of set the ball in motion. I mean, for the first year, I was calling you almost every day, just kind of making sure that I was doing everything right. I still almost call you every day now, not as much though. Um, but the real, the reason why I, I think I stuck with it, I think the reason why a lot of people don't stick with whatever they're doing, right? Whatever they're pursuing, whether it be a new hobby, it could be a game of golf, or it could be uh, you know a new workout routine, or in my case, a career. Like you kind of need that that wisdom, if you will, uh, of a senior person who's someone like you who's been you in the business. senior. And you see all these grades, and <laughs> <laughs> but it's because of the twenty years. I mean, you started at a young age, and having that support system is key. 
And, and that's why, you know, when I started doing, it's funny how you brought the videos that I did back in Spain, that tip, that was like the starting point. This was 2015 right. and where I didn't know crap. I was just doing anything. I, you know, just like filming my journey and not that I'm doing a lot. I'm just doing more now than I was five years ago. And right. Anyhow, it's kind of just slowly transitioned and morphed into, okay, let me start doing my Mortgage Monday videos. And you were like, do it. Awesome. You know, do it more. You know, all right, I'm going to start doing these restaurant reviews. Do it. You know, you just always think whatever it is that makes you happy, that's going to help you in your own mind, like go do it. And uh, and, uh, even this, I mean, I talked to this about, about this to you, what, like, Two days ago, whatever. Yeah. No, no, but like the concept of doing, like, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well over six months ago. And it's like, you know, like, okay, it's in my head for more than six months. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm just, I'm just going to give it a go. And you were like, do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I love that. As you know, built coach Bill Hart, and speaking of coaches, uh, he has that catchphrase if you're going to be in, be all in. And I think, like, you just nailed it. Um, in our industry in particular, you've got multiple options to go after business, right? You, but you got to pick your lane. And whatever lane that is, you've got to go full bore. Right. Um, and you and I talked about that a lot. We knew you doing the videos, would, especially way back in the day. I mean, you, the editing of the videos was like a whole day in and of itself, much less the actual shot, right? right. So you were spending hours and hours days, and days. <laughs> putting together a two minute video, right? So that we knew was going to take you off point if it was just pure go out meet realtors and referral partners and build business that way. But you had an idea and a vision. You wanted to build a presence online that people could recognize. And we started to see that too. Remember back in the day when we used to go network with real people, not just these things. And we'd have people stare at you like, I know you, man, where do we know you from? And it was cool when it would tie back to one of the videos. So we started to see the momentum build. um, And it's not a short-term process. It is a long-term endeavor. And it is staying the course, which is exactly what you've done. And it's pretty much proven itself out now over time. And it continues to do so. And and you still love it. That's the other part. That's really cool. Right. And and But that just – that doesn't doesn't just – pertain to just mortgages or anything you do. And that's the message I think you do really well of doing is that you project, Hey, look, you know, have your processes in place. You know, if you're going to do something, do it. You know what I mean? As far as like you, for example, you're, you're a great, like, I don't even consider you a boss, man. I really don't. And I've told you hundreds of times, uh, even though you are my boss, I still kind of have to report to you, you but you're like, Hey man, like you're, you're in charge of your own book of business. So like, I can't babysit you. So you need to go out and do this. Now I'll be here to support you as far as, you know, and, and you're, I, I've had several bosses, bosses, right. In my, in my career, you know, both corporate America, um, I mean, mainly corporate America, that's where all my work experience come from. And I've never had a superior right above me have as much dedication to my success as you have. And I, and I think that goes back to what I just said about five minutes ago, as far as like, I would have quit the business four years ago you know, if I didn't have a strong support system, I think it's very true in anything you do, whether it's, um, you know, makeup, you know, like if you're going to cosmetology, you know, you need that senior person to kind of bounce ideas off of. But every week, man, you are giving the all the whole team, you know, every loan officer underneath you tips and tricks and reminding us to stay on top of our processes because it's about repetition. It's about repetition, getting it done, getting it done. And then, yeah, it seems meaningful. It's very repetitive, by the way. But uh, yeah, and you just say, I hate, you know, like, I hate sounding like a broken record, but you are very consistent with that, just like I am very consistent in the things I do. For, you know, so it's like, 
how do you man like how do you manage that? You how many loan officers you got in do you now? Six? Am I I've got seven licensed people, well, including Garrett actually just got his license, technically eight. Um, okay. and obviously we have you know some hybrids in there that do both the support operation side as well as being licensed. So so total we've got 13 employees that you know, each person needs a different motivation key tool. And I, I literally love trying to figure out what that metric is. So so as far as saying, like you said, the loan officers, the originators under us, not everyone lends the same way. Not every, I, you know, that phrase I used that one time, everyone's selling to someone. So, so I need to sell to my team, you know, a message of support and a message of optimism. And, and especially in these times, positivity, which is very difficult for me, obviously, to be positive, but I've, I've been working at it, working really hard to be a positive person. But either way, I try to share that message with the team. And then again, like you said, rinse, wash, repeat, uh, and then find those commonalities. And sometimes I might be wrong. But what I, my initial gut feeling was, is this would work for so-and-so, but then we evaluate, right? And then we come back to it and, and make sure we're on the correct path for that person. Because I, my mom's been in schooling forever, and I, you heard me say the same one too. I really can't stand the way schools have kept schools the same for mm -hmm. 60, 70 years. Because you teach a class of 30 people the same exact thing. There's maybe 10 people out of those 30 that learned that one way. Right. There's 20 others that got lost in the shuffle because we didn't figure out how they needed to learn. So that's that's if there's a passion in my. Uh, philosophy, it's that. I want to know what someone's hot button is and I want to know what's going to motivate them. And I try to figure it out intentionally. And then once we do find that out, really standpoint. Um, I that's where I find the reward. Yeah. I mean one of the one of the messages you preach is, is you the messages you preach in my opinion are by your actions. Like every month every day, especially on Mondays, I mean I can expect an email from you at 630 in the morning kind of outlining what, you know, what we need to look out for in, in the week ahead, what your schedule is going to look like. And you're very good about that. And I think whoever, whoever's watching right now, it's like, it doesn't just, like I'm, we're not just talking about real estate here. This is anything you do, whether you're in corporate America, like you just said, you, everyone's selling to somebody, right? And, I, and I've even, I think I said that too uh, in passing, it's a, the people like, I don't care who you are. I, I think sales kind of gets a, like a negative connotation. Right. Type. It's like, oh, he's just trying to sell me something. But I don't care if you're an accountant. I don't care if you're an engineer. Like you still have to sell to your boss that you're capable of handling that job that, that they're giving you to do that project that they're giving you to do. So it's like, well, what are you doing on the steps to make yourself look better for your for your boss kind of thing or, or your career? And so whatever you preach, you preach not only by your actions, but you preach by by telling you what. I mean, hey, guys, you have all the tools in the world. If you're not using them, then your success is not like, then you don't expect to be your, your numbers to keep on going up if you're not doing what needs to be done on a daily basis. You know, like I call it the beautiful basic, right? There's some very basic fundamental things that are fundamental. You got to do those really, really well. And when right. you do those really, really well on a consistent basis, or like we were talking about earlier, have a theme day. You know, Patrick obviously in our office is really, really key on that. Every Monday, he knows for sure what's going to happen Monday for sure what Tuesday will entail. And it's repeated every single week. Tori right. now lives and dies by the book, you know, win by noon. So right. he knows every single day, I'm gonna crush the day before noon, which allows my afternoon to be open. Or you, you journal everything, you keep it very meticulous and you reflect back to it. So you know right. what were wins and what were losses. And then we get rid of many of the losses we can, we track it, right? Um, and each of you are doing different things, but it's a very similar approach that you're trying to become better. Simple as that. 
and it's it's tweaking it along the way. I mean, even I'm sure even as you as a branch owner, if you will, right? Because you had you started with one little branch of uh, three guys, right? And you slowly grew it, and you added some people, lost some people, but then adding that 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 next leap to get the other to start a whole nother branch. So now you're managing two different branches, all these different personalities. Obviously, you have different uh, performers, right? You have um, the guys doing crazy numbers and you have people just starting out like, you know, one of our colleagues, Garrett, Garrett, um, and you have to kind of manage how everyone, like you mentioned just a bit ago, how everyone learns. And I think that if, and I was very close minded, in my opinion, if I reflect back to how I used to be back when I was, you know, I had way back when the way yeah, back. <laughs> <laughs> I had my role in corporate America and I'm like, this is how I do this, is how things work. Da, da, da. I was never, open to learning something slightly different. I mean, I was, but not as much as I am now. Now I'm like a sponge, like whatever I can learn, I don't even care if it's real estate related. There's something I can take from somebody else and apply it to what I'm doing to tweak it. Like, like Tor, like you said, he, he does a whole win by noon thing. Well, as my numbers are growing, as I'm trying to grow my numbers, I, as you know, I have a very uh, hefty goal this year uh, for my production numbers, which I'm on pace to hit. So hopefully I can manage it you know, despite all the, all the COVID stuff. You got this. You got this. I'm even trying to tweak what I'm doing now. I'm like, okay, well, Tori's doing this you know, win by noon thing. Okay, well, let me look into that. Maybe whatever I'm doing, maybe I can tweak it just enough so I can get all my major items done, whatever those items may be, by noon. Right. So and leave the rest of the day to do my videos or do my editing or go out and scout, you know, potential new leads or, or just new relationships. Um, and I think that's key. I think it's really key. You have to be open to kind of tweaking along the way. Yeah. And, and with that said, so like amongst all this growth for you personally, like what are some of the mistakes that you kind of made? You're like, ah, made a mistake on that or, oh, I over leveraged or like what advice can you give to people of the things that, you yeah, know, maybe you – someone should have told you or would have told you kind of things, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, learning moments and some of those surprise you in a good way. Um, I, I, I think the main one is don't forget what got you where you are, right? Like, like sometimes if you got a level of success or you have a track record with some people, so we'll use the expansion to the second branch as a good example. Um, you know how hands-on I am, right? Like, especially when we were used to be allowed to be together with people. And I really like popping into offices and having genuine conversations with everyone, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, however long y'all allow me to gab and then kick me out, right? And uh, either way, those kind of things were really, really important to me and are important to me. So when we added the second office, now all of a sudden we had a dislocation, right? We weren't all within one office on West Alabama. Now we had multiple offices and some people that were in the original office were like, well, I like working at the new office because it's closer to where I live and vice versa. So you had a, a little nomadic approach to it. And I started to get this weird guilt complex that I wasn't giving the same love to my original team. And then also needed to honestly, in my opinion, earn the respect of the new team. While right. I knew some of those key components, I didn't know everyone that came over. Um, and the ones that I did know, I hadn't worked with for years and years and years. So while like you had said, quote unquote, I'm a El Jefe, we'll call it, um, that's not a given you should get respect. You got to earn it, in my opinion. Um, so I started dedicating XYZ time to the new group, and I knew I wasn't putting that time back into the original group. So trying to make up for it with just working longer hours and different disciplines. And I still felt guilty about it. So I remember so well calling Clint and calling Patrick and apologizing. And they're all like, what are you talking about, dude? You're like yeah. always available. You always call. You always text. I was like, Ah oh, man, well ignore everything I just said. <laughs> so I remember it really well. It's key moments sometimes. You can't get too down or two up one way or another. I think staying a steady eddy is, right. uh, is a place to be. 
you will have blow ups moments, especially now, right? You know, we're all put in a different position. So we're calling it all learning on the fly, how to work in new environments, new areas work from home versus work I believe, at work. Uh, some of us like yourself, are now getting to be a, a stay at home teacher while having to do loans, while having to do everything else. And I think that's what it is, is we're all in it. Everyone's doing the same thing. We're all having to figure out new stuff we haven't. So remember you do have a team. You do have support people around you. Never forget that. And I like to think we transitioned from just workers to a true family, right? right. Um, where every single person knows they can reach out to everyone within the office and get genuine feedback and response. Or sometimes you just need to talk to someone and vent. Cool. I'm a great venting board. I love to hear those moments because they're just in the moment, right? And someone sometimes needs to let that go. And heck, sometimes I need to. Um, usually on Call of Duty when I'm taking out people. <laughs> and I will say, man, I mean, and I, again, I attribute a lot of the growth that I've done to you and your, your guidance is, and it's because of your positivity. Um, uh, I will say, I, I, I think you hear this a lot when other people are talking about other people. Like, oh, it's one of the nicest guys I know, blah, 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 blah. But when I say that, like, I don't say that about anybody, but you, you're the only person I say that about. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I talk good about everybody, but what I'm what by that is, when I mention your name within that same breadth of a sentence, I always say he is truly one of the nicest guys to ever meet. And I, and I make a, an effort to say that because dude, I truly believe that because your, your positivity, dude. And it's, it, and I'm not the only one that thinks this. There's other people on the team that think this. That it's like, Hey, does Chris ever have a bad day? He's always just even like your attitude is always here. It never dips. And if it dips, we can kind of tell, but even then your dip is like, Remember how Tori used to make the joke? He's like, if Chris sends back like a three-word text message, something's really wrong. Like, like <laughs> can't help but type a paragraph and add every emoji, right? And so it's the only life I've ever lived, my friend. And man, I'll tell you what, that in, in any role, right? Especially if you're working for yourself, especially if you're dependent on 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 commission where you're you know you need to do a service for to to, to earn your wage, so to speak. Uh I mean, you always have to be on. You always, always, always have to be on because you don't want the person that's, you know, your client to know that you're having a bad day. Like, oh, this guy's a, this guy's horrible to work with. Well, that's, a the bad first, day, right? that's their first impression, right? That's so, yeah. yeah, no, you're spot on. If that's their first impression of you, you've already lost it. But you have definitely helped me, though, and I think you've helped a lot of other people, too, that you've come across as far as manage that and say, you know what, at the end of the day, yeah, this is one hard week out of 52 weeks a year out of the rest of your life, right? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Get through it, power through it, make your adjustments and power through it. Because guess what? Tomorrow's another day. And guess what? Next week is a whole new week. It won't be, yeah. it'd be worse. Who knows? Like, it's like, don't, don't get bogged down on like, oh, yeah. if you lose a deal or if uh, a buyer drops you at the very last minute because he shopped you and wants to save, you know, 30 cents a day or whatever the case may be. Like you just always had a way to manage that, that, that feeling, if you will. Um, and that in any, in, in my opinion, any profession speaks volumes. Um, so thank you for always having a good positive. Oh, for sure. And then like, I know how you just, you just mentioned, um, you know, life and months. Remember I did that one where I did the little breakdown of the, um, let's say everyone lives for 80 years. So 960 months. And while this has been difficult, it's been really difficult. Um, we're looking at two or three months out of 960 months. So, so as a totality, it's a good life. And I thought I always try to focus on the positive as you know. So as with that in mind, 
Um, that was the other one when I sent the meme out the other day or had Snoopy and Charlie Brown and Charlie's like, Snoopy, we only, we, we uh, only, um, what does it say? We live one life. And then Snoopy goes, no, we die once. We get to live every day. So, right. or something like that. I totally missed that no, one. I, I, actually, I think you hit it pretty, pretty close. Every to that. Single day we get a chance to repeat and start over and hit the reset button. And, uh, and I like to really try to live that way. I like to forget what happened yesterday and focus on the future. Or as you know, my Lion King uh, mortgage analogy, Akuna Matata, right? It's, it's <laughs> in the past, right? So, um, so good. Well, I'm glad I could share a couple of those little nuggets with you. <laughs> sure, man. So tell me with all this uh, COVID stuff, I mean, what, uh, wh how's that changed your daily schedule? I mean, you're, you're, it seems like you are, we're, we're all working more than we ever have. I feel like even, uh, during this, this pandemic we're dealing, because obviously we're very blessed to be in a, in, a, in a role that, you know, rates are low, people are trying to save money and we're able to help them save money. I mean, how has your day changed as far as like managing the team remotely? Uh, I mean, you're still making somewhat cameo appearances here and there, but like for the most part, you're, you're we're like where we all are. You know, there's very little yeah. you can do, right? And there's obviously different levels of it. I mean, I've still, to your point, tried to get out and pop in from little tiny events, but you know, you get four or six people together when we used to get, you know, 40 to 60 people together. It's just diff different feel, right? right. Uh, as far as the day to day, it's like, uh, it's a weird dynamic. We, we actually have more time on our hands than ever. Right. So meaning we're not going to meetings, we're not driving to the woodlands and an hour there and an hour back. Uh, so all that time that seemed to not be wasted because we do phone calls and whatnot on the windshield time kind of thing. But now right. we, wake up. I still wake up five thirty in the morning, like always. Mm -hmm. no big deal. And all of a sudden though, I don't have to get dressed and I don't have to shave as we can see. And we don't have to, um, you know, drive to one office or the other or both offices for that matter. And then have lunches on top of title meetings on top of maybe going to a closing in your case. And right. so what we, have, we have time to hopefully game plan time a little bit more videos like this, which as like you alluded to before, I used to do the email, which was like, you know, four uh, novels tied together for you guys to get to read through when you had time. Now I've just converted it to a video, right. um, which I think is just as good, but you can listen to versus read or, or, you know, if you, if I happen to do a good video and you want to watch it, you know, stay to the end of it kind of thing. So it's just taking what all the tools were there and really, really implementing them. So what is proven to me, is that if you hire right and you have the right people and you have the right mentality, you can truly work from anywhere, disruption or not. And in fact, in our case, we can work better than ever, weirdly right. enough. So I don't know what the aftermath will be. Will everyone go back to an office? Will everyone stay working from home? Will it be hybrids of the two? All right. I know is we should all be proud of ourselves. And I mean, everyone from the frontline people working in the hospitals to, you know, us staying open, working from home and, and being teachers at home and looking out for each other to our corporate people, to title companies and, you know, all the people we interact with on a daily basis. It's been really gratifying to daily reach out to other people who are all going through the same thing and get the positive feedback from multiple industries. Um, but yeah, it's, it's again, figuring out ways and tools that have always existed to keep those communication lines open. You know me, that's my big thing. Communicate, communicate, communicate. You never communicate too much. Yeah. And then actually probe a little deeper when you have that communication versus just, is this file good? Yes, it is. Go to the next one. Is that one good? Yes, it is. Right. Actually go a little more, which you do really well at, by the way, like in conversations, as you and I have always talked about, when you call me, you're going to always ask me three to five questions up front before we actually get to the point that you wanted to talk about. 
which um, if we do that daily with friends, family, then you build a deeper relationship. And that's, that's really key. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny that you brought that up because uh, that kind of relates over to, I think my trajectory in this business, right? Cause you've always, you've been the first to tell me what I'm doing wrong. Like you're like, well, did you call him? I'm like, no, I didn't call him. Well, then there you go. You know, yeah, you've always been very straightforward. And I think everybody needs that. Everybody in, in, in any role, you know, whether you're an accountant, like I just said, accountant, engineer, I don't care who you are. I think having a good mentor, a good coach to be kind of like call you out on your shit a little bit. Like, Hey man. So yeah. So you're having a, you didn't have such a great month. Well, why? Or what, what were you doing differently? Oh, you didn't make your phone calls. Well, there you go. It goes back to you then. You know, it always goes back to you. Like, yeah, it does go back to me. Ugh. He's right. Oh, I, I hate when he's so right. I hate him for that, but uh, he's, uh, that's what I needed. Um, it's funny. So let me ask you this. So because you've been, you've been a man, you've been in a, in a managing type of role throughout your career where, you know, you opened up your own branch way back when you're a wee lad of what, 24 years old. How old are you? <laughs> so well, uh, me and two other business partners. Yeah. We had this, uh, atrium style office down in the NASA road, Seabrook area. Um, and we do this like Wolf of Wall Street style pitch in the middle of this lobby and we put a ad in the chronicle and then like um so literally back this is back in the day when you had to take a weekend class and you were licensed on monday so anyway we get up there and tell everyone they can make hundreds of thousands of dollars all build it up and and we hire like 40 people over the weekend it was the worst thing we'd ever done i mean you're just <laughs> people that no clue of what's going on nor want to put in the effort to learn what's going on so out of like 40 people I'd say three or four were really cut out for the mortgage industry. And of course you lose those three or four because you're spending so much time on other stuff. And so right. it was like, uh, well, uh, a lesson learned early in life and it's one I didn't forget. But yeah, so, yeah, yeah. a wee lad of like 23, 24, getting it going. <laughs> I can't even imagine that, man. So let me ask you this. So because you've, you've been around salespeople for a very long time, like what, if you know, quick, you know, I know I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you got some other stuff going on, but like, what would you say is uh, a common mistake that new salespeople or people in a new role kind of make when, you know, when I guess starting off, is it like, if you could say things. I know what for sure what it is. Uh, you had the same issue. And right now not to call you up Garrett, cause we're going to get you there, buddy, but it is always <laughs> shotgun. Everyone who starts in any sales environment wants to shotgun everything, go after everything. And then you're, you're getting nothing. Because you're going after, you know, say, for example, in our world, you're going after builders, you're going after realtors, you're going after CPAs, you're going after financial planners, you're going, but you're not making any true traction with any one of them. You're just literally all over the world and you create this uh, self-imposed ADD situation. <laughs> um, and and uh, so narrowing the focus, literally narrowing it like a laser focus and picking one lane to, again, be right. the best be the master at is so key to get that done and focused early that creates momentum in that one environment and then referrals come from there and growth comes from there and then also not thinking you have to do it all done day one small victories challenge yourself to be better each day grow it you know because again the worst thing you do as a brand new loan officer is get 10 deals on day one when you don't even know how to start the first one and then you got nine more to get behind before you know it, you're eight ball and you you burn out you burn out so i think slow and steady truly does win the race especially when you're starting a new career take the time to truly absorb stuff again truly communicate because i've seen everyone go through trainings that come out and then well what was that about like knew nothing from it and, mm -hmm. and really you learn in the real world but if you also take that 
present moment to be again present and soak up that knowledge, you do retain a good chunk of it. And then the rest again is learned live and on the fly. So yeah, focus, small victories, stay the course. Yeah, small victories, stay the course. I, I could not agree more. Cause like you said, I was kind of in that same boat. I was like, okay, I need business from anybody and anywhere. I'm going to try to go after the builders and this and that. And then you end up spinning your wheels a lot. And then I think after, uh, you know, it took me probably about a year to kind of realize that like, okay, you know what, like where, if I have this much time, where is my time being divvied to, you know, like, okay, is 30% of my time going to this, this potential uh, uh, lead that I'm not getting anything out of. Yeah, it probably is. Okay. Well, maybe I should reduce that 30% down to 10% and folk re readjust everything. And that's, that's been something that you've been very key about uh, with me um, over the past couple of years. And I'm, I've always been a slow and steady guy. I've told you that I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm working at my own pace. Cause I, I do other things. You know, when I started doing acting and you were like, go do it, you know, like, you know, even when recently when I, was a, a proposition to the dealership, to, bro. The dealership. Yeah. <laughs> Prime, by the way, folks, if you want to go see Ralph. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Look it up. The dealership. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even even recently, when I when I took that when I was propositioned to go back into the oil and gas world and then did commodity brokering for a couple months, you were like, Ralph, like go do it. That's like don't live in regret. Like go do it. You have my full. You you even said you have my full support. And I was like, oh, man, I'm letting you down, Chris. I'm you know you're like. Go test it out. If you can manage both careers, go do it. And you and that's that whole yes man. You've always been that yes man, that hype man, if you will. And I did it, you know. And yeah, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. And mortgages were is where my heart lies, you know. Um, Wait, what's funny? If you recall on that note, I'm glad you brought this one up. I, I wouldn't have thought about it on this call. Um, remember, I told you I thought it'd make you a better loan officer too. Yeah, because I love you doing the videos and all the stuff. It, it something had to go, and that's what went. Yeah, the video, went the editing, the outside stuff. You were focused, super hyper focused on both of these income streams, and really, really well. So I think you did learn some skill sets of managing time, managing as I call it, mortgage madness, right? All the chaos that comes with it, yeah. and you kept those skill sets when you. You know, when oil and gas kind of took care of itself, right? Like where it's at now, when you go negative $40 a barrel or whatnot, then that oil and gas game kind of changes on you no matter who you are. But right. you did learn how to manage the chaos, because it always is chaos to some degree, and bring it back over. And as your own loan partner has said multiple times, as you well know, I don't know who this Ralph is, but we got to keep him. This guy. <laughs> so I love that you learned those lessons. You thought about them intentionally kept them in place and now you've been able to bring back what you really love on top of it. It's a cool, it's a cool moment to see it happen. Yeah, it, it has been really good. Thank you for bringing, yeah, thank you for saying that. Cause it, it has been cool and, and you know, like the numbers, the numbers kind of proof is in the pudding. You know, it's like every year my numbers have doubled, you know, and I have lofty goals this year. I, my numbers I don't think will double this year, but it'll get close. You know, uh, having a lofty goal of 21 million, whoo, that's you a lot. It's a lot to get done, but uh, it can't be done, and I'm on pace. So, but it, it's because of like, like you said, that slow and steady burn, kind of tweaking as you go, figuring out what works, what doesn't work. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Um, and and that's what just life is about in general. It's like, okay, I don't like where I'm at. What can I do to change what I'm, you know, where my current situation is? Well, first you got to change here, and then you got to make those changes physically and get them done, man. So, uh, I appreciate the the kind words on that. So, one last thing before I know we got to both get going. Uh, what's the first restaurant you're going to visit after this, uh, after they release us into the Houston wild? I thought it was going to be 
was either BB and or B and B butchers or steak 48. It was Craven, just a super high end nice steak. Um, yeah. Called both and and about nine other restaurants or nine total, I think right now. Everyone's booked. Solid. Like you can't get in, nor do I know what the experience will be. So it's going to be really interesting. So maybe in a weird way, I'm just glad I couldn't get in somewhere this weekend, right. um, or at least say restaurant style. Maybe we'll pop into somewhere else. But right. um, I don't know. And I'm very interested to see what the feedback is and how it all comes together because I've been watching a lot of the different articles, even from like I saw the CEO of McDonald's, which by the way, McDonald's will not be my first restaurant to go to. <laughs> but they're like, even themselves, they're like, we're going to have to change how we do business, period. You know, mm -hmm. a lot more curbside stuff. Do people want to come into the dining environment, period? Um, so I, I don't know. It would be feel kind of weird, too. Like, can you imagine walking into, say, Steak 48 once again, and it's 25% full, but that's full capacity, and every single person's wearing a mask, every single person's wearing gloves. I mean, I don't know how you eat food for a mask, but I guess we'll be figuring it out. Um, you know, pop it open, eat under, put it back down. Um, yeah. Things to think about, but I, I I want to just basically more than ever support local. You know, I've always been a big fan of that. And you are an advocate for that, and you obviously have made videos off of helping support local. So, um, you know, I, whatever I can pop into, and in the majority, as I've still tried to do, even during all this, whether it be just to get to go food, as that's all you can do, as again support local more than ever, get behind it, and uh, yeah, get back to life as much as normal. But that was, yeah. as you know <laughs> I, I think i think everybody's kind of itching for that to get done right so yeah how fast can how fast will it get back to normal uh yeah i mean so okay so you said nancy's not nancy's house you said take 48 and bb but is too good so you recalled for reservation they're like oh, we're at 25 percent capacity no more is that what they said or? in fact um uh, jennifer arnold if you happen to know jennifer she's a great realtor here in town mm -hmm. she posted the list of the the definitive opened restaurants for as of this Friday through the weekend. Um, and there's a pretty good list, but it's very interesting, like shifted hours, shifted menus, shifted yeah. uh, ways you get in there. Um, I mean, I, I don't know for sure who's all doing what, but it could be you got to have your temperature checked. Every single person that walks in there. I heard uh, in China, they're making you sign a waiver. You have to sign an actual waiver before you're allowed in the restaurant. Then still in, have in China, they're doing that. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I brought that up on CNBC earlier. Uh, interesting time. So a lot of unknown. Uh, I just can't wait to uh, get back out and just smell someone else's oxygen. All right. <laughs> Smelling really good. <laughs> well, man, uh, I, I appreciate all the time today and your insight, and most importantly, all the mentorship you've done for me over the years. Um, for those of you that are maybe catching this on the back end, so this is uh, Chris Sandall. He is a uh, should I say, say branch owner, branch manager. What's the good word to use here? Just a friend. Let's go with yeah. that. A good friend. <laughs> a friend of mine who actually manages me for the past five years or so. Uh, if you're looking for mentorship or some guidance, I mean, I'm not going to volunteer him, but you know where to find him. Just look him up on Facebook, look up his yeah, name. And I'm, in fact, you brushed upon something right there. That would be another thing I tell anyone, not just someone starting off. You know how I always say we're the hub, meaning we can't always say yes. That might be something we don't do well, or we just don't do outright, but become yeah. a resource, become a hub, network. It's funny that that's our company name, Network Funding, as I always make the joke, Network for Fundings. But it doesn't matter what you do. Create a good circle of trust, whatever you know arena you play in. Find those people that will help you 
help your end client, which in this case is a referral partner that needs to find something. So go find it for them and you will always be the person they reach out to. Yeah, can agree more, man. Well, Chris, thanks again for your time. I do appreciate it. Uh, I can't wait to have an old fashioned with you in person. And that was going to be probably one of my first spots. Uh, Eddie V's, Eddie V's, by the way, guys, had one of the best. Okay, I like it. <laughs> like, I'm not even a big drinker in that in that regard. But man, those old fashions, the smoked old fashions, at Eddie V's. This guy here, wait, this guy here, this backwards on the on the camera. This guy <laughs> me onto that, and now I'm hooked. So uh, one of the first spots we're going to go to, Chris. So um, looking forward to it already, brother. Dude, I appreciate your time once again, and we'll see you here probably pretty soon on our other little yeah, conference call. Twenty minutes, another Zoom. See you soon, brother. Have a great day. Right, Thanks. Thanks again, man.